Good evening. Ash Wednesday is a reminder to me of how fortunate I am to be born into this world of dust, this hard material world of dirt and water, this energetic world of sunlight and air. That any life exists at all is remarkable. That we live in a world that teems with life, with people and trees and grasses, animals, birds, fishes, bacteria, and yes, even viruses, is nothing short of miraculous. Our stories of creation, the first two chapters of the book of, Revela of uh, Genesis, tell of how God created the world, the stars, and all this abundant life, including humanity, from watery chaos. From the formless deep to the rich, varied ecosystem of the greater Yellowstone in which we live is a transformation that I can barely even wrap my mind around, and yet I know that somehow it has come to be. Our story places God at the center of this, this movement, this transition from dust into life, God as the creative organizing force in the universe. God took some dust and shaped it into humanity. This is no more or less far-fetched than any other explanation of how we got here. Science tells us that we come from dust, too. In fact, that we come from particles even finer than dust, chemicals. And finer than that, atoms. Finer yet, subatomic particles, and that subatomic particles are really probabilities, nothing substantial. These two stories of science and religion, these two stories of how matter miraculously becomes life, are not really all that different. They both are awe-inspiring, and like all good stories, both leave us with plenty of mystery to ponder. The bottom line, though, in both stories is the same. We come from the raw materials of this earth, and when we die, we will return to dust. Whatever it is that keeps us alive, call it the spirit, call it biochemistry, whatever it is will one day run down or break down or simply run its course, and we will return to inanimate, elemental stuff. There's no getting around it. Ashes to ashes dust to dust. And here's where our story and the story that science tells us diverge. Science says, that's that. We say, there's something more. There is so much more. We know dust that we are, <coughs> we are also loved. We are, as Robert Hughes describes us, beloved dust. And that makes all the difference.
The power that holds us together for a while in these bodies is the Spirit. And it is the Spirit in which we live and move and have our being. It is God's love for us that animates us. And God's love never dies. These miraculous bodies, indeed this miraculous, living, breathing world so full of life, will all return to dust one day and then be reformed. Matter, energy, and God's love are always conserved, never destroyed, only transformed. Life, your lives, my life, the life of creation defies explanation. The only adequate description of this miraculous, this miracle, this finding ourselves, creatures, part of the amazing web we call creation, is love. We also know as we enter into the season of Lent that life and love are intertwined and both are woven together with suffering. We know where Lent takes us. It takes us to Jerusalem, to Good Friday, to the cross. Today we're reminded that we are dust, and to dust we shall return, and that's a fact. And let's also remember that today we are alive, and that is a miracle. We're alive together in this building tonight, we're alive when we leave, when we re-enter the world outside. We're alive when we get home to our families or to an empty house. We're alive and filled with the Spirit. We will return to dust one day, but today, and today is what we have today, today we are alive. What will you do with that knowledge? with all the love that you have been given so freely. To paraphrase Mary Oliver, what will you do with your one wild and precious life? Amen. Dear people of God, the first Christians observed with great devotion the days of our Lord's passion and resurrection, 
and it became the custom of the church to prepare for them by a season of penitence and fasting. This season of Lent provided a time in which converts to the faith were prepared for holy baptism. It was also a time when those who, because of notorious sins, had been separated from the body of the faithful, were reconciled by penitence and forgiveness and restored to the fellowship of the church. Thereby, the whole congregation was put in mind of the message of pardon and absolution set forth in the gospel of our Savior and of the need which all Christians continually have to renew their repentance and faith. I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church to the observance of a holy Lent by self-examination and repentance, by prayer, fasting, and self-denial, and by the reading and meditating on God's holy word. And to make a right beginning of repentance, and as a mark of our mortal nature, let us now kneel before the Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. Grant that these ashes may be to us a sign of our mortality and penitence, that we may remember that it is only by your gracious gift that we are given everlasting life through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. If you would like to receive the imposition of ashes, I would just invite you to um, come down the center of the aisle forming two lines, and Mary and I will impose those ashes on your forehead.
Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness. And cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions. And my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned. And done what is evil in your sight. And so you are justified when you speak. And upright in your judgment. Indeed, I have been wicked from my birth. A sinner from my mother's womb. For behold, you look for truth deep within me. And will make me understand wisdom secretly. Purge me from my sin, and I shall be pure. Wash me, and I shall be clean indeed. Make me hear of joy and gladness. That the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins. And blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. And take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me the joy of your saving help again. And sustain me with your bountiful spirit. I shall teach your ways to the wicked. And sinners shall return to you. Deliver me from death, O God. And my tongue shall sing of your righteousness, O God of my salvation. Open my lips, O Lord. And my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Had you desired it, I would have offered sacrifice. So you take no delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Most holy and merciful Father, 